0: Y'all thought I disappeared? Nah. I was just on the hiatus, trying to get better, trying to get stronger, trying to bring you more content that's better than some of these major platforms like ESPN, Fox, and all that. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr. and I'm back on my podcast of vitamin sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Man, it's so glad to be back starting the new year off strong, man. I know I've been gone lately, like I said in the intro, but it's time to get back to being dominant. And now that the NFL season is closed and everybody's in a position where they can be successful, those who didn't make it, you know, better off next year, those who did, you got another journey ahead. I want to start off with the narrative. If you was to tell me that the Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, would have struggled this season the way they did by leading the league in drops, I would have said you're fooling yourself. But then I said it It possibly could happen because Patrick Mahomes doesn't have chemistry with none of the new guys that he has. Travis Kelsey, you know, as much as we want to give him credit, he's still getting up there in age. And let's not forget that, you know, the team was in the limelight every game because, of course, you know, the business relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you know, it was good. But then at points and times, it actually kind of ruined the chemistry of the team. Because they wouldn't just talk about the team. They would talk about Travis Kelsey relationships. And then you've seen how Travis Kelsey was getting all the limelight. You know, all these commercials. You know, being awarded sexy man of the year. Which I mean, hey, <clears throat> that's a lot of people paying. I ain't really debating that. But it's just the fact that the narrative this season, you know, the Chiefs are dominant. Can Patrick Mahomes do it again without, you know, comparable receivers? And of course, of course, they got it done. You know, they're in the playoffs, but they're not the same Chiefs team. And a lot of people aren't afraid of them. And if I was a Kansas City Chiefs, I definitely would be worried about the Oakland Raiders because they possibly are one or two pieces away from being next year's Texans, you know, with a good coach. A couple picks, and they back in the in the ball game. Same thing with the Chargers. Um, you know, it's being speculated that the Chargers are really really eyeing um, Jim Harbaugh. You know, that would be a great look for them. You know, he is a, a great coach. Granted, this is the first time Michigan, you know, has been in the championship game, so it's it's good to see. You know. Him actually achieving something other than having the highest pay in college sports history alongside Nick Saban. But it's a lot to be said, just like the Eagles. Who was to say the Eagles started out ten and one and then finished off one and five? And you know, struggling with a lot of injuries, and you know, the Eagles team just not being the same. And I tell people all the time, you know, stop. You know, doubting the Eagles. The Eagles are a good team. It's just the fact that, you know, the players have to go out there and make the plays. But the defense and the offense coordinators aren't just aren't the same anymore. And granted, I'll never tell another man not to go after a job. But if you're in a good situation, I mean, the coordinators. I mean, they are. Well, except for the one that works for the Cardinals. He's not in a good situation. They need a miracle and a blessing. Uh, the coordinator plays with I me, mean, That's the head coach for the Colts. Now, him, yeah, he's in a good situation because the Colts, you know, play good this season, better than what a lot of people thought they was going to do. And the sky's the limit to see what Anthony Richardson can do because we've seen with... Uh, his name escapes me right now. Gonna Mitchell is doing with the team that Anthony Richardson will have when he comes back. And if I was him in the off season, I would definitely, you know, watch film, improve on some things, learn how to slide. God, these quarterbacks need to learn how to slide. But, you know, and the other narrative, the fact that, you know, every, I mean, this is the most hurt season I've seen the NFL go through in a long time, and I, and I think some old heads can tell me the same, too, because look at all the quarterbacks, all the star players that are hurt. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb, of course, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson. And, you know, the list goes on. Let's just name a few names. But the list goes on. A lot of torn ACLs this season. A lot of torn Achilles. A lot of torn ligaments and just in general, broken fingers, fractured, you know, concussions. It's just like this season, like players couldn't buy healthiness. Players getting sick as usual. So it's just one, it just was one of those seasons where it's just like, man, damn, NFL can't catch a break. And then on top of that, who is to say the Ravens will have the same impact as if they did in 2019? You know, somehow, some way, an offense that is good, even though in 2019 it was great, a defense that is stellar. Like this year, I think this is the first time in NFL history a defense has led in all three categories. And the Ravens are doing that with guys that you don't even know. If you're not a Ravens fan, you wouldn't know. Guys you didn't believe in. If you look at, you know, the Ravens' defensive roster, you're going to be like, who is that? Who is that? Oh, I know who Roquan Smith is. Now I know who Cal Hamilton is. Now I know who Geno Stone is. Of course, they still got Marlon Humphrey, but, you know, he getting over overnight because Father Tom is kicking his ass. But the Ravens' defense is playing stellar, man. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, doubted the Ravens, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. It's typical. But the Ravens have pulled through, and Lamar Jackson is playing good football. Now I see a lot of people hitting me up talking about, yeah, man, what was all that stuff you was talking about, Lamar Jackson? Uh, let 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 me break something down to you. There were a lot of games where the Ravens should the Ravens should have had the most blowouts this season. They should have. I'm not gonna lie, the Ravens should have blew out Jacksonville. They should have blew out uh the 49ers. I felt like they left more points off the scoreboard. Now they did their job against the uh the uh what's that team? The Dolphins, they finished. I didn't care how they finished, but they finished. And this time they actually finished the blowout. But it was a lot of games the Ravens left that they should have blew out. And there was a lot of games the Ravens struggled against. And it was typically because of Lamar Jackson. You know, he was making unnecessary turnovers. He wasn't you know, committed mentally, and sometimes on the field, he just like he wasn't buying in. But, you know, towards the second half of the season, you saw that something changed in him. I don't know if it was the contract. I don't know if it was the effects of Roquan Smith. But the fact that Lamar Jackson has changed. Now, everybody has their opinion. You know, everybody don't believe in Lamar Jackson, the fact that the Ravens have been in this situation before. That's why I tell a lot of people, job not finished. You know, it looks good that we made it to the playoffs, of course. Shout out to John Harbaugh, who's the best coach out here. And everybody keeps talking about, well, what about Andy Reid? Has Andy Reid ever gone on the road and won a playoff game? Has Andy Reid has the most playoff wins on the road? No, John Harbaugh has went on the road. 2012, he went on the road. He went on the road and beat Tom Brady. Beat Peyton Manning. Beat a Andrew Luck. Come on now and beat a stellar Colin Kaepernick. That says a lot about your team. And the fact that John Harbaugh was able to do that. He's still able to win. He's still able to put together ingredients that don't go together and make it work. Lamar Jackson got his weapons. But the fact that he didn't have Mark Andrews made it so much better because he was spreading the ball around. So it kind of was a blessing and a curse that we didn't have Mark Andrews. But the fact that we have Isaiah Likely, we have Zay Flowers, who's a stellar, you know, I got to retract what I said about Zay Flowers. I knew he was better than Hollywood Brown because he's more physical than him. But I didn't see this specimen coming out of nowhere like this. And he's only getting better. The more comfortable he's in this offense, the more I love the fact that they spread, you know, move him around, you know, that that's. That t- that tells about great receiver play and great coordinator play. Now, we are in an offense where, you know, it still has perks of Greg Roman, but it's giving Lamar Jackson the ability to throw the football. And the last couple of games is just like in 2019. Everybody was talking about his numbers. It wasn't just his numbers that he threw 36 touchdowns. No, it was who he was going against. The same thing this season. He beat the 49ers where everybody said they was going to give us prize. They beat Trevor Lawrence. He beat Jared Goff. He beat Stella. The, towards the end of the half of the season, he beat the Rams with Matthew Stafford. Like, these are stellar quarterbacks. Like Don't get it twisted. These are good quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. Uh, Matt, Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback who's going to the playoffs. Um, Brock Purdy, who everybody said was the MVP, and I don't know why. Come on now. Just because... He has all that talent around him. What did he do in the games where he didn't have that talent? They lost. Those three losses. Then he went up against a good defense, and they terrorized him. He threw, what, three interceptions. No, I'm sorry, he threw four interceptions. Come on now. Let's let's not forget that. If we're going to call Lamar Jackson on all the turnovers he did, we got to call out everybody on all the turnovers they did. They beat everybody. They beat all the best teams. If you want to say he he well, he didn't be all the best team. He beat the number 1 team in that at the time was in the NFL. They beat them. He beat a hot Rams team. He beat a young up and coming Jacksonville team. He beat a stellar quarterback and Josh uh Justin Herbert. Like come on, he beat Tua. The, they were, at the time was the second best team in the AS no, actually it was the best team in the AFC. Like That's why he's winning the MVP, because if we don't have Lamar Jackson, I'm not going to lie, we're not winning games. A lot of games. Lamar Jackson is a winner. The fact that he was able to put together consistent games where he stepped up towards the end of the season, I'm proud of him. Now, I will not retract the statements that I said. I still feel as though Lamar Jackson has not reached his full potential yet. But... I take what I get right now. He's going to be a two-time MVP. I take that. Lamar Jackson. I've come to realize Lamar Jackson is is playing street football here. He's playing street football, backyard football. If you play NFL Streets on the PS2 or you know somehow transfer over to the PS3, you will see what I'm talking about. He's doing everything that. You were doing street football on the video game. That's what it is. And that's his style. And I won't be mad at it. But watch when it's all said and done, when Lamar Jackson's done his career. They'll say he's Lamar jackson S. Nobody will ever be Lamar Jackson. Able to throw the ball 80 yards down the field. Able to run a 4-3. Able to win the MVP in the season where there's Patrick Mahomes. And there was Tom Brady at the time, his first unanimous MVP over those Aaron Rodgers, over those type of guys, Russell Wilson, those guys, and then to do it again, you know, with Brock Purdy, where everybody says a style of quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, these guys that put up astronomical numbers. But Lamar Jackson, two-time MVP, you know? it's a lot to be said. And even if he don't get it, which would be crazy... Because right, anybody else, you got to think, Tyreek Hill is a receiver. He's a dependent position. Nah, not really. And then you got, okay, Christian McCaffrey, who actually should have been in the MVP conversation before Brock Purdy. Because we've seen what the forty nines ers look like with a similar quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo. He took them to the Super Bowl as well. I mean, he took them to the deep playoff run as well. And I can't say took them to the Super Bowl because... There were games where he didn't have to throw the ball as much, and he just let the game just, you know, the system take over. But, yeah, Christian Christian McCaffrey has made that team better offensively because they can use him as a Swiss Army knife. Now, Christian McCaffrey was to get 2,000 yards, and I'm not talking about all-purpose yards, no. I'm talking about 2,000 yards off the gate with at least, I want to say, 500 yards uh, receiving and his touchdowns was like 20, then he would get the MVP because he, you know, those numbers are MVP caliber because you're not only being effective in the passing game, but you're also effective in the run game. And he's a good blocker. But, you know, it goes to Lamar Jackson. he beat all the good teams. He's the best player on the field every time he played. I just named you all the games where he was the best player. I'm not going to lie. His best game I've ever seen him consistently was uh, the the, the game of the year for Lamar Jackson would have to be the 49ers. It was the 49ers. That was against the number one defense, you know, quotations. And he beat them. Beat them thirty-three to nineteen. Then he beat the best the a high a high power offense. Even though they didn't have Jalen Waddle, but the fact that he whooped them. Again. That's the same team that like Lamar Jackson in twenty nineteen put up astronomical numbers on them. And he's and the Ravens just broke the franchise scoring record. It was fifty six. Now it's fifty nine. Like Come on, Al. But, you know, it is what it is. Also, this season was has some high moments, and I'm proud of this season. Not going to lie. There was a lot of, you know, crazy things. I love the fact that I saw Tyreek Hill do his thing. A thousand yards. Can't say Patrick Mahomes made him because now he's made Tua. He's made Patrick Mahomes look good. You know, yeah. Terry Kill's balling. And like I said, this year, I mean, at the NFL, I'm going to do my awards. Now, MVP, of course, Lamar Jackson. Offensive player of the year. If they could give out for two of them, I would definitely, I wouldn't mind them giving a co-one to Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill, because both of those guys play stellar this season. Defensive rookie of the year. And it's between, you know, well this is it's a lot of guys out there, but if I had to choose, it'd probably go to uh what is his name? Probably either Will Anderson Jr. or Jalen Carter. Cause there was guys that flashed but didn't really flash. It was like, you know, they was consistent. Consistently good. So there, um, coach of the year, uh, D'Amico Ryan is up there and let's be honest, Demico's Ryan up there. Nobody thought they was going to win this many games and be in the playoffs. Nobody thought that. If anybody said they thought that they fooling themselves, then on top of that, you gotta see with Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell. They were good last year and now this year they're great. I think they like the third best team. They like number three seed in the NFC. Won their division by a landslide. More now. Then on top of that, you have to look at the fact that um what's another team? Uh you you can put uh the Browns quarterback, I mean coach up there, you know how he turned the season around, but there was always still high expectation because they have a stellar defense. They have skilled positions. They just needed a quarterback that could actually do something. But, you know, who would have thought it'd be Joe Flacco? You know, it's a possibility he might win comeback player of the year, you know, for him balling out this season, you know, from sitting on the couch to having your team in the playoffs. So, you know, that's still there. Of course, uh, what it, uh, Hamilton, what's his name? Darwin Hamilton, Darwin Ham- something. I forgot his name. The safety from the uh, the Bills. He could possibly want to come back. Play the year for him to come back from that traumatic, you know, heart disease. Yeah, it's a possibility that could happen. Josh Dobbs, that's a possibility that could happen. But you know. It's one of those awards where, you know, it's kind of tricky, but it is what it is. Then on top of that, you have Defensive Player of the Year. not going to lie. It's a a neck-and-neck race. You know, you got Khalil Mack up there. You got uh, Miles Garrett up there. You got T.J. Watt up there. I wouldn't mind either three of those guys getting it. And Hunter from the Vikings. For those guys, they've been playing stellar. Defensive player of the year, where you dominant on defense. I even throw in there at number five, Kyle Hamilton, because of what he did. He was dominant. He had games where he single handedly took if we would have won the Colts game, I'm not gonna lie, Kyle Hamilton dominated that game. He had three sacks in one game. As a safety, that's crazy. For you to come from, even though he was in the box, for you to just fly down there, do the same thing three to four times, he was disruptive. You know, he was. I'm pretty sure in tackles, he's leading the safeties and tackles. But he got what, four interceptions, a whole bunch of tackles, a lot of sacks. Kyle Hamilton was dominant this season. He was dominant, you know. There's only been a few couple of guys that's dominant on defense that I can say. Like, <clears throat> people want to say, well, DeJuan Bland, he was dominant. He could be in the uh, defensive player of the year conversation. He was dominant. He going to lead the league in the sessions, lead the league in interceptions return. You know, he was scoring out there. He can make a case. You know? Uh, T.J. Watt, he's dominant. Those five guys right there, T.J. Watt, Hunter... From the Vikings, Miles Garrett, DeJuan Bland, and Kyle Hamilton, those five guys, and Khalil Mack six, those five, those six guys, have every right, every case that could be put that they were defensive player of the years this year. Now this is going to be a hard race, even though Kyle Hamilton didn't have a lot of interceptions, even though DeJuan Bland, you know, he did have a lot of touchdowns as a safety, no, as a corner, you know. I think he's leading the league in interceptions. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot to be said this season, and you know, kudos to all those guys. Uh, like I said, for um, rookie of the year, we all know where it's going. It's going to CJ Stroud, Puka Nakua. I'm not mad at him. He did break the rookie record for receiving yards. <clears throat> That was held by great receivers, you know. But it's just CJ Stroud. Nobody saw that coming. Same thing with Puka Nakul, cool. nobody saw that coming. He's the fifth round receiver from BYU. Nobody saw that coming. He changed life for the round. Stepped in the stepped in the house. The house of Cooper Cup. You know, Mr. Triple Crown. You know, they got something special going on over there. That's why it's good to develop talent in-house. And, you know, he can keep it going. Because eventually, eventually, he's going to be that number one guy. You know, Cooper Cup, if he can't stay healthy, Puka Nakua is going to be the number one guy. And that's no disrespect to, you know, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has had historic seasons. More now. Super Bowl MVP you know rookie i mean receiving yard leader touchdown leader reception leader offensive player of the year that's a that's a mouthful right there that's Jerry rice ass right there but you know it's hard being great thing you we got to show light on uh mike evans for him to be have 10 1000 yard seasons straight only shy away from four by Jerry Rice four Keenan Allen he's consistent him making the 10,000 mark that's a a tremendous achievement it's a lot of achievement going around hey man shout out to Kappa Alpha Psi Attorney Incorporated man you know Founders day you know it's Friday of course but the fact that it's a lot of achievement going around. It's just great. Mike Tomlin, for him, again, another brother from the members of Cap Office Attorney Incorporated. For him to have another winning season. It says a lot. And people want to discredit him for having a winning season, but not really having a winning season. They're in the playoffs they in the playoffs. He did that. With interchanging of the quarterback, with interchanging of the running back, with interchanging of the defense, of the offensive coordinator, that's a lot. For you to do all that, that's crazy. That says a lot about how you coach. That's why I said it's only three. Three coaches that can do it all. Mike Tomlin's one of them. Bill Babchak is another one. John Harbaugh is another one. Mike Tomlin. Who was Mike Thomas? Like, let's be honest. Kenny Pickett? They ain't really sold on him. He's good. But he's not sold on him. Because he has to improve. And he did improve a little bit this season. But it's not enough. Najee Harris. He's cool. But he has to improve even more. You know, when teams are historically great, they're used to greatness. That's why the Ravens, I'm not mad at them by having Roquan Smith. Because if you squint a little bit, that zero looks like 52. The way he studied, the way he carried himself, the way he buys in and gets everybody motivated. That's Ray Lewis. He was supposed to get drafted here. I've liked Roquan Smith ever since he left Georgia. I knew he was going to be stellar. I loved him when he was on the Bears. Like, you mean to tell me he's made it to the Pro Bowl twice in Baltimore and in uh for the Bears. Like, right? and he's made Patrick Queen a Pro Bowler. You can't argue that. Patrick Queen going to get his money wherever he goes. He's going to be stellar. I wish he would stay here, but, you know, it is what it is. Same thing if Justin Mennon-BK don't stay. You know, it was... Well, love why they was here, man. That's the meta BK. The best D-tackle this season. I don't care what nobody say. Y'all can talk about Chris Jones all y'all want. It was definitely Justin meta BK. And he better be in- and I know he made it to the Pro Bowl and I'm happy about that. But the fact that, you know, people wasn't giving him credit, I like I like that too because that's Baltimore. And Baltimore's doing something good. They don't talk about that. Just like in the wintertime last year, you know, there was a kid from Dunbar High School who went to Harvard on a full ride. For you to go to Harvard on a full ride, that says a lot about your character. A lot about what school you came from. But, you know, people don't want to give other people credit. So I'm giving you credit. And I'm pretty sure there's a kid out there right now who's doing something special. And he's from Baltimore. and He ain't getting no credit but he's getting credit from the people that love him and vitamin sports. So to all the kids out there that's doing something good, man, keep up the good work, man. Keep up the good work. You will be giving your flowers on this show. And this show, definitely got to give Lamar his flowers. He did his thing, but his job not finished yet. Baltimore Ravens, they give their flowers now, but job not finished yet. Definitely got to give Puka Nakua his flowers, Christian McCaffrey his flowers, Tyreek Hill his flowers, even Tua, you know. Tua play pretty good this year. I'm pretty sure Ryan Clark going to have some good stuff to say, but but don't get upset when he critiques you on you ain't finishing the job. Mike Tomlin, you get your flowers. Of course, um, Isaiah Likely, you definitely get your flowers. Anybody that made it to the Pro Bowl on the merits of you playing good this season, you get your flowers. Um. Yeah, man, it's just this season has definitely been crazy, but there's a saying, all good things must come to an end, and this is one hell of a regular season. I can't wait to see what the postseason is going to be like. I hate that football is going to come to an end, man, because I don't want to watch basketball right now, but, you know, when you want to be the greatest commentator ever, you got to make sacrifices. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and this is Volume Sports. We back, baby.